And so I have seven signs that people may be able to relate to. And then I'll get into ways that you can um, counteract that part of yourself, address your shadow self and kind of merge that duality of the self. So the first one that I'll mention is the tendency to judge others harshly. You know, when we are in situations, and I'm sure along our journeys, we've encountered some people who appear to just really be very judgmental, you know, very harsh and judgmental, you know, whether it be, you know, a supervisor or someone else's supervisor or, you know, or whatever, you know, we, we've seen those situations. And so there's a tendency to, to be so judgmental, you know, that's an indication that a person's operating from their, their shadow self. Um, if there is any sort of projection, that kind of gets into the same sort of energy, um, placing your own feelings and thoughts and beliefs onto other people. Well, you should do this. You know, like we were saying, we had these fabulous jobs and opportunity, and then we had people who were saying, oh, you should be happy. And it's just like, no, you would be happy. Welcome everyone to our episode 92 of our podcast, Cultivating a New Generation. In today's episode, I have an honor guest, Sulara, and we are going to speak about a very interesting topic about psychology and the masks that we use. And the title for our podcast is going to be Redefining the Shadow Self, Your Secret to Living a Dynamic Life. So before I begin, I will introduce my guest, Sulara Sedier, and we are, we are going to start the topic. So Sulara is an empath, Yusui Reiki master teacher and oracle and founder of TM. She strives to support the transformation, healing and expansion of souls by transmuting energy blocks that make people feel like they are not enough. Enough uh, stands for exquisite, notable, one of a kind, unmatched, genius and hero. As you can see, there is also some archetypes here. So we are going to discuss that about. Initially, Sulara entered the realm of health and wellness through the conventional door of nursing. And during her 16 year career as a registered nurse, she developed a sincere interest in the topic of energy healing after noticing that her own energy levels were severely being depleted eventually leading her to nearly fainting during a 12-hour shift at work, leading to an overnight stay in the hospital. Although the medical team wasn't able to find out what caused the episode, she knew it was a sign to begin her own healing journey and move towards providing preventive and holistic spiritual care for others. She jumped so first into educating herself about empaths and the energetic healing art of Reiki. A generator by human design, Sulara integrates her intuitive gifts of clariaudience, clarisentience, claricognizance, clarivoyance with intuitive advising, guiding her clients to holistic wellness, though her private meta-community of superheroes, You Are Enough, her YouTube channel, Soul Reiki TV, and virtual and in-person healing sessions, curated master classes and workshops, group healing events, and her signature program, Soul Worth It. Are you ready to dig deep into your soul, to reconnect, to find fulfillment, satisfaction, to remember who you are and rediscover your son of genius. So that's what you can start doing with Sulara, projecting that confidence and harnessing your natural abilities that spark more creativity, unleash your highest potential to live your version of a wonderful life. As you can see, it is a very, very complete and amazing uh, bio that Sulara has. And I am really honored to speak about this uh, shadow self. But before we begin, I have to ask, Sulara, how did you arrive into this um, amazing journey of the soul, Sulara? 
Well, first of all, David, thank you so much for having me on your wonderful, wonderful podcast. Um, for me too, this is an honor to just be here in this wonderful space and talking about a topic that's very important for growth and living a dynamic life. So to answer your question about how I got started on my journey and what brought me up to this point, um, as you mentioned, I was a registered nurse for 16 and a half years, and um, I just wasn't fulfilled in that career. I would go in and I would help patients and, you know, offer advice and do the teaching that we would need to do. But I felt that there was a piece missing. You know, I felt that there was maybe something preventive that could help them uh, before they would have another episode of whatever brought them into the hospital. And with that, you know, it just took a lot of time. And just at the time, I didn't realize I was an impact as well. So that was something that was overwhelming to me. <laughs> so in addition to me feeling like there was something that I could pursue a little bit more deeper, I was just absorbing all of the energy from the patients, from, you know, staff and family, just everybody. And I wasn't protected. I didn't have those tools that I needed to really protect my energy and, you know, be able to refuel myself. And so it led to burnout. You know, a lot of registered nurses fall into that category of burnout. And so that was me. And it took a physical toll, as you mentioned, when I was at work one day and I almost passed out. I was sitting at the computer. I stood up and I had to actually hold on to the desk like I literally was getting ready to fall. And so that really caught my attention, needless to say. And uh, when I was discharged the next day, nothing was found to be physically wrong with me. I realized that you know, I have to start creating a plan for exit, even though I appreciated the opportunity to work with patients and to be in the healthcare industry. For me, I knew that there was a deeper journey that needed to happen first with myself, but then also that I could guide patients slash clients through so that maybe they wouldn't have to go to the hospital. Maybe, you know, we could uh, see some of these patterns that were popping up, work on those on an energetic level, and that that way they can do the things that they needed to do to begin their healing journey and hopefully prevent them from, as I said, you know, going so extreme and, and having to be admitted to the hospital for diseases and things of that nature that they could, you know, hopefully prevent. Yeah. Oh. That's that's really um, powerful in terms of how you have those messages from your own profession, your own <laughs> career. And many times it's that burnout that wake us up and shake us and tell inside of us there is something that is moving and it's saying this is this is the time, this is the cycle that you have to just close and yes. move into something that gives you more freedom and more uh, peace of mind you know that resonates more, more with your real purpose that is not about finding your purpose as it is just marketized it is more about um listening to your purpose that's exactly that's what i think you know? i and, like that yeah and now come uh, doing this uh, switch into the um, the shadow self that we are going to speak how that energy from the patients from for many years of course started to to permeate in you and how did you notice that you were changing before the fainting uh, episode did you notice something in yourself that were that was not you and you recognize and you saw that person that you were becoming due to the stress due to the things and how did you discover that that's a great question um and i can remember one patient where um, this is kind of getting towards the end of my journey as a registered nurse um, but i went into the room and it was a male patient who um, basically didn't have a lot of family members that were coming to see him and so of course he was depressed and just wasn't eating a lot and so uh, he required a lot of encouragement a lot of support and so i got report from the nurse on the night shift and and when I went into the room, what really shocked me was that I could literally in my body feel his sorrow. And the sorrow was actually like pain. It was weighted down and it was heavy and it was painful. And I had tears rolling down my cheeks, like out of my eyes, rolling down my cheeks. And 
I just, I was shocked because I wasn't prepared for that. And it just hit me as soon as I walked into the room, just this sorrow. And I started to, as I said, I was tearing up, the tears were coming down. And so because he was so uh, involved in, you know, the way that he was feeling, he didn't really look at me. So I kind of was able to like wipe my eyes and like, hello, Mr. You know, such and so, you know, I'll be your nurse for today. And I was just I was amazed at how I just took on like his energy. And I, I was realizing, of course, up to that point that I could feel and sense things very deeply. And so for me, in that moment, I was just saying, I need a way to protect myself. I don't want to um, continue being in situations where I'm not in control, you know, of what's happening with me emotionally, especially, you know, out, you know, at, at work. You can imagine, yeah. <laughs> you know, at the bedside and I'm, I'm crying, you know, working with patients. So, you know, that was one of the instances that happened. Um, another thing was um, just over time, I was just fully drained. Um, there was a point in the nursing career where I all I could do was get up, go to work, come home, and then go to bed. Like I could not do really any other activities. And so that really led me into discovering reasons for that. And that's when I learned about Reiki and I, I started to uh, investigate how I could get uh, certified and what that process was. And so I realized at that time that I was becoming a person who wanted to be on the avant-garde part on the front end and being aware what's happening with me who am i what am i now going to do with this information that i'm finding out that i'm an empath okay well what does that mean you know is there something that i should be eating is there you know a way that i should be protecting myself so i was literally um rediscovering myself you know and, and it was just you know made me think about these are things that I was aware of at one point in my journey, but now I was really aware to where it was physically, you know, uh, impacting my life. Wow. That I think I asked that, that question because it's many times it's easier to understand the shadow self due to a story or uh, just not narrating that part of our lives because that's what it is. A shadow self is just something that is behind us mm -hmm. and that is uh, just masked by many of the things that society promote us to believe from pushes us to to do to be to comply with and also i think that uh, many of us are at most of the time are programmed to believe that we are supposed to be in certain ways and we just push the at the other sides of us uh, very deep into just in into some part of our souls i would say <laughs> <laughs> right. and what what would you um do what what did you do when you started to to find out more about these energy healing systems that help you to recognize this shallow self? Excellent question. And I really want to highlight um, some of those aspects of the shadow self that some of us mm -hmm. might not realize is, is actually present. So repressed desires, that's another uh, way to describe uh, the shadow self. Um, if they're like low frequency energies like jealousy, envy, even feelings of depression, um, the unfulfillment that I was feeling, um, impulsive urges. Some people deal with, let's say, um, you know, unfulfillment with impulsive urges, like they'll go shopping and, you know, spend a whole lot of money, or they may just, you know, do something that may seem out of character, you know, because of, you know, they're feeling unfulfilled or depressed or, you know, that sort of thing. So uh, for me, it was definitely uh, repressed um, desires because I, I wanted more. And so, I, you know, I, I wasn't fulfilled and I wanted to do more on that preventive end. So for me, looking at the shadow aspect, I had to say to myself, let's take a journey what is it that you really want to do because you know society is saying you should be happy you're a registered nurse you know if you've worked hard you've been here now you are you know advancing to certain levels you know this should be great you can retire at this age it was telling me that i can you know stay within a you know structure that would should be fulfilling but the shadow side was actually a gateway into letting me know you have other gifts and talents that you want to share and sometimes that shadow self can mask that you could start to feel guilty that hmm well i 
have a good job, I'm making, you know, good money, why would I want to leave this? You know, if I uh, promised a family member, let's say, you know, in my family, education was regarded very highly. So what if I just kind of, some would say, toss the education aside, would I feel guilt, you know, from pursuing something that was a different line of, of work, right? So with the shadow self, um, what I had to do was take a journey into what really mattered to me and to put aside those lower frequency vibrations, guilt, shame, doubt, that's frequently associated with the shadow self. And a lot of times when you do that, you can really uncover aspects of yourself that were there all the time, but they were hidden, as you were saying, David, with the mask. And so you're walking around and you know, you're not happy, you're not fulfilled, but it's because you are in a mindset of behaving in a way that you think that you should or that you've been programmed to think. But if you just have that, take that courage to say, you know what, let me sit with it for a minute. Let me take off the mask. I'm not happy. This isn't working, which is what I had to do. Um, and actually my physical body, you know, actually stepped in and said, hey, we're going to literally sit you down <laughs> and, and let you know that this is the time. And so I had to confront, you know, the shadow of, okay, there's part of you that you are repressing. Like there's a lot of things that you want to do. You have a lot to offer. Why aren't you pursuing those things? And so I began that journey of, you know, realizing that I, I really want to manage my time. I want to be in control of how I live my life and what lives I affect. And so for me, that was kind of my uh, taking off of the mask and revealing the shadow. Yeah, I I really resonate with that journey because I also had an, an awakening time when I was working in the pharma industry. And that was also my, my signal that I was drained, that I didn't want to do anything else after arriving from work, just plug on the TV and watch uh, binging episodes of Friends was my <laughs> therapy. <laughs> And I was really amazed because I said, why am I so tired? Because I didn't like my job. No, that, that was inside. I was just uh, there also because of the money, because of the pressure, because I, I had a career, a master's degree, and I have to do something with that. And, and well, of course, many of my friends pressured me on, on saying, but this is a perfect job. You have a very... A flexible schedule and you have vacations and car and things and <laughs> material things and you say yes but I'm not happy now I'm I'm just empty I'm I'm I think I need something more as you say is that each that something that voice that tells you that you can give more and you can help more people by doing what you are really supposed to do no so it is really really inspiring that many times we don't listen to that voice and we shut down that voice because of the environment that we are living in no mm -hmm. so my another question that i could have to to see how can we um pay more attention to our shadow self is uh, what things and do you call or did you listen in your mind or in your soul that were asking you to do something? Because there are many signals, songs, books, people, places that tell you that this is not your journey. Your journey is another one. And they are just trying to point you in the direction. No. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Um, for me, I really make use of my Claire intuitive gifts. So um, with the Claire audience, which is very, very strong, I can hear information, just like I'm speaking with you, I can hear information that comes through, and it will prompt me to do something, take an action. And so during my nursing journey, I heard the word Reiki. Literally, I heard the word and I said to myself as I heard it, you know, I said, wow, I, I remember this word. I remember that my mother had spoken about it, um, even though she wasn't a Reiki practitioner. I knew that I was familiar with it. And so it, it led me to go on a search. And I realized that, you know, it kind of took me uh, down the path of 
figuring out what empath means and how you can use Reiki, you know, to help protect yourself and clear your energy fields. And so everything started resonating with me. It was, it's like going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> you know, I started with one thing, like I said, Reiki, and then it just kind of led me into all these other doors that were opening up, opening up, opening up. And so I, I had a friend who uh, is a chiropractor and there was an event going on and she invited me to come out and it was kind of a, a long distance from where I was actually um, located. But something in me said, no, you should go to this event. And I was just thinking, oh, I don't know. And the interesting thing was that my car, I was going to go, but then my car uh, just wouldn't start up, you know, on that particular night. Um, I figured out that I would have to take um, the MARTA, you know, transportation system to get to this event. And it was way like literally like 30, 40 miles away from me. And that would have been a great time to just say, you know what? No, that's okay. I don't, I'll just wait and tell her that I couldn't make it. But something, it was just like the urge that I had to go. And I didn't really understand it, but I knew that follow through. You told her you were going to go. So just keep your word and follow through. So I was able to catch a ride to the train station, took the train up to uh, that particular part of the city. Then I took an Uber. Like there was like several steps to go to really get to this location. So I took an Uber. Uh, I was late and part of me was like, oh, you should just go home. You know, that's that shadow side, you know, trying to come in and just make me feel guilty and bad, you know, for, you know, uh, showing up late. But I said to myself, no, I'm here. So I'm going to go and walk through these doors. And it was literally like the doors opened up. I walked in, I sat down. And that night I actually met the Reiki master teacher that initiated me into this wonderful path of healing. And had I not gone, you know, I believe there's timing to everything. Had I not gone, I would not have met her. Um, who knows where I would be today? You know, I would have maybe, you know, continued uh, with the, you know, in the nursing industry and, and just kind of barely hanging by a thread. But thankfully, I, I just had the courage to say enough is enough. And when I started looking for the answer and taking the actual steps that were coming as a result of my search, that's when things started getting better, like my action steps. And so by me fighting through all of that in my mind saying, oh, don't go. Um, I met her that night. Uh, we began the process and here I am today. It just keeps going and going and going. <laughs> yes. And I like a lot that, that you said that it, it is just like um, crumb beat or that, is that the correct word crumb beat or crumb from, from bread? Okay. From yeah. Bread. So like the bits. Yeah. You yeah. Keep, the bits, um, the bits of yeah. the bread that, uh -huh. that are left there and you just pick one of those little pieces of bread that is telling you that you have to do something with your life that is not what you are doing now and that it that leads to the next to the next to the next, to the next. covers the the whole journey and then you are just magically trapped by by <laughs> that world and you are in another path just right at right away and I also think about that in my in my life because when I entered this realm of coaching, I also was um I was convinced by my brother to go to a meeting to a very important um program with Brendan Bruchard. And he he bought tickets to to, to go to that course and to take that program. And I at first I told her, I told him, sorry, I told him that I didn't want to go because I knew how those coaching events were. And I had some in the industry and he told me, but it's not the same. And I was stubborn. I said, if it is the same, I'm not going to enter in the course. I'm just going to go and sightseeing and just know the city you now. But she, he told me, no, you won't regret it. And I, and I went and I just entered the room. It was 2,000 people. So it was a lot of people about in that event. And that was my first impression. Like I never seen so many people taking a course like that. And then just in the first presentation of this, um, of Brendan, I was amazed by the energy because he displays an, an energy that I never felt. And also the people, the energy that they had they had in the in the program, it was just so powerful 
that in the first exercise that we were put together with a group of people, I started to fall in tears because oh, I wow. was open, open with everything. And I said, no, this is what I want to do. This is what I need to start learning, to start sharing also what I learn and, and just doing what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's nothing like that feeling that, you know, you are on the path and that's that fulfillment that comes into play. And it's just like everything else will come. Everything else will come. Just keep walking. Just keep walking. Absolutely. Yes. And as we are talking about now the energy of of these kind of uh, signals, cues and places and people, what is this kind of energy trying to tell us many times in our lives? What do you think that people, because this happens to every one of us, some of us recognize and are um, more, let's say, awakened or open to listen and to go into the path. And many people stay in the shadow part and they just keep pressuring and keep uh, building up stress and things until they they are not themselves anymore. So how can you advise people that these signals can be present in their own lives and what can they do to really be open to listen? Absolutely. Um, what your question reminds me of is just what are some signs that, you know, you are operating from your shadow self. And so I have seven signs that people may be able to relate to. And then I'll get into ways that you can um, counteract that part of yourself, address your shadow self and kind of merge that duality of the self. So the first one that I'll mention is the tendency to judge others harshly. You know, when we are in situations, and I'm sure along our journeys, we've encountered some people who appear to just really be very judgmental, you know, very harsh and judgmental, you know, whether it be, you know, a supervisor or someone else's supervisor or, you know, or whatever, you know, we, we've seen those situations. And so there's a tendency to, to be so judgmental, you know, that's an indication that a person's operating from their, their shadow self. Um, if there is any sort of projection, that kind of gets into the same sort of energy, um, placing your own feelings and thoughts and beliefs onto other people. Well, you should do this. You know, like we were saying, we had these fabulous jobs and opportunity, and then we had people were saying, oh, you should be happy. And it's just like, no, you would be happy. I'm not happy, right? And so yeah. we would have to listen to our true self instead of, you know, listen to the projection of other people. Um, you know, quick-tempered people, people who, who don't have, you know, that self-control. And so, especially with people in a lower position. So it's getting back more into maybe a, a higher order of a person based on their job title, quick-tempered, um, not having enough patience or being accepting of other people. You know, we all have a difference of opinion and we're on a different path in our journey. But if someone is just very, um, very rigid and it has to be this way and there's no other way, that's an indicator of the shadow self being at play. Uh, because we want to look at what's underneath that. Why are you so rigid? What happens when you release that control, right? So someone who's very controlling, that would be another indication. Um, victim mentality, you know, it's not your fault in any way, shape, form, or fashion, no matter what happens, someone who refuses to take responsibility. That's another example. And then lack of boundaries, when you're just allowing any and everything to happen to you, you know, like basically being like a, a physical doormat, whether it be in relationships, in the career field, in, you know, other interpersonal relationships where you're just not expressing yourself, um, you're just allowing things to happen and you really don't want them to, but there's something in you that does not speak up, like your, your boundaries are just non-existent. So those are examples that the shadow self is in operation. And the other part of your question is, so what do we do about that? Once we become aware that we are acting in a way that is really um, letting the shadow self be in the driving seat, then the first thing that I would recommend as a Reiki master teacher is to have a form of energy healing like Reiki. A lot of times what Reiki can do is just to harmonize the energy fields in the body so that there's more clarity that you can obtain. So we can calm everything down. We can lift those very heavy, heavy energies so that you can have more clarity on now what is it that I need to do? 
can I hear something or see something that I need to act upon versus just really not being grounded at all and just kind of, you know, going about things in their particular way that it's not being beneficial. So that's what I, I would definitely say. Um, that would be my suggestion. <laughs> well, that was amazing. And they, there were a lot of um, signals and masks and personalities that we um, we take on when we are on, on that shadow self. And as you mentioned, I can I can really picture a lot of people that place themselves in those victim places. And they know that they have to do something with their lives, but they keep finding excuses, no? And the usual excuse is, I don't have time. That's the most common. That's the most common one. I don't have time. Um, I will do it. I know that I will do it. Those are some dialogues that people <laughs> repeat when they are in that state. Mm -hmm. And also that um, people-pleasing attitude of uh, everyone else is first. And what are they going to think about me if I do this? That's also very important because whenever we feel that urge to move into another path and to do something that is not related with our field and mostly to live a secure job. We, uh, the first voice that comes into mind is that, what are they going to think about me? That is the first thing that many people I think uh, hear or listen. And that is just the judgment that we have been uh, used to listening and programmed to listen and satisfying other people. No? That's the main message of many of the societies, whether we live in Mexico or whether we <laughs> live in the US or wherever it is, is the same message. Mm -hmm. So what would you what would you recommend for a person that she knows or he knows that is already in that place of victimhood and finding excuses, but is not open to start uh, doing something? What would be one way of just in an easiest way to just give them a hand and, mm -hmm. and let them do the other work? Because of course, if they are not ready, they are not going to do it. Mm -hmm. That's a very interesting question. <laughs> and so, as you said, it's very important for the person to be ready to begin this journey of going into the shadow self because that work is not pretty. You know, you have, sometimes you have to get down and dirty with it and, you know, really go into some areas of our lives. And generally that is the childhood, but those areas are not comfortable. You know, there's sometimes there's some things, some, a lot of hurt and a lot of pain that people really have developed the shadow because of that. So some people really don't want to go into that. And to be rather frank regarding that question, the best thing that you can do is show up a merged being with your you know, shadow self and then your actual persona being one, being that whole person for that particular individual, being a reflection for them. Because even if you would you know, lend a helping hand, we've heard that, that title before, that uh, wording, um, they're not going to take it. They're going to actually push the hand away because they're not ready to be helped. They're not ready to uh, go into that shadow self. So the best thing that you can do is show up as a, a healed being. And healing is a continual process. So I don't want it to seem like, oh, I've made it, you know, once I get to level one or level two. But to, you know, show up as a person who has an awareness about themselves that, hey, I am addressing my shadows. As a matter of fact, I'm aware of my shadows. But then also, you know, you can be aware of how someone else is operating from their shadow. So showing up with awareness, showing up with patience, and also boundaries. I talked about boundaries before. You know, if someone, we have to be realistic. You know, if someone is not um, ready to uh, 
not be a victim. They're, they're not ready to, you know, take accountability and responsibility for themselves in their own shadow, then you have to have boundaries set up. And it looks different for everybody. And depending on the individual and how close they are to you, you'll have to have some things set in place. But I think ultimately, if they see you being the perfect, and, and I, I don't even want to say the word perfect, but you being that best version of yourself, you showing up the way that you desire to show up, you're happy, you're healthy, you're working on yourself. Therefore, things are looking better for you. And it's, you know, shown and, and, and actualized by different things in your life, at some point, hopefully, they're going to see that and they're going to ask, wow, well, you used to be in this place. What changed? Oh, I see that you're doing this now or you're living in this place now. When did that happen? What are you doing? That's showing that someone is ready to find out what you did. Therefore, that is when that hand can come out and say, okay, well, let me help you. Let me show you um, what I did. There are some self you know, work I did and this is a, as a result, you know, but until then the best thing that you can really do is show up, you know, authentically you, you, you know, working in your healing space of the shadow versus trying to help people that have, you know, clearly shown and in some cases have said, you know, they're not ready or old, they're not showing any merit for, you know, or acknowledging the shadow self. So just showing up, you know, along your healing journey and being the best person that you can be. That's what I would say is the best thing. Yeah, I I agree with that because um, it's, it's just draining also of your energy when you try to convince people <laughs> that they should do something with their lives instead of just complaining no mm -hmm. and what i some something that i did in the past with a person that was kind of doing that victim um mindset i i just asked her one one day do you really are not tired of just finding things to complain about your life or why are you complaining so much about your life is this what you want that that's what was my <laughs> question because i was just uh, a little amazed that every day was the same dialogue and i just asked her that and she was shocked by the question <laughs> because she didn't expect that of course and i said and i don't mean to to be intrusive or judgmental or anything but it is tiring it is tiring to to find things because when you do that you just attract more of the same and you are projecting that into other people and that's why they are the world or the universe is validating your own thought right. that your life is just sad and depressing and etc mm -hmm. so one one way of doing that of just showing yourself as, as you mentioned is just being there but also having those boundaries and as you say you now that you know what i'm getting tired of these conversations we can do something else we can talk about other things but if you are going to tell me the story that you are telling is just not anymore for me good to listen to that and they will take the hint of, whoops, I already tired one person. And probably I'm not the first person. Probably I am the five or the six. And that's when they are also going to go deeper into that dark place that they have to go, whether they want it or not, because that's what people think that with these messages of instant healing, they think that they can just <laughs> press the button and just heal their own childhoods in one day. And that's not true. <laughs> it, it lasts the process. It is discipline. It is constancy. It is something that is always going to be learning about ourselves. And the shadow is going to be there still. And But we will be able to recognize that shadow and we will say, okay, now you are here. But now I'm not that person anymore. So I just know that you are here. You are the passenger. I'm the driver. And you can come, but I'm not going to pay attention to you because I have other things in my mind. And that's when you, when the shadow starts just dissolving and helping you to recognize those moments where you also have to place 
boundaries or certain actions, no? Mm -hmm. I agree, I agree. Not shaming the shadow, right? Not, yeah, not, not shaming yeah. because we all have shadow. We all have right. dark sides. Right. And recognizing that dark side is what leads us into the dynamic life. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, dynamic life. And, and hopefully there are, you know, uh, a majority of people that want to live this dynamic life where you're constantly growing and changing and evolving and advancing yourself. I would hope so. But of course, you know, there's always, as I say, two, two sides to every coin. So maybe there are some people that, as we said before, who are just going to be content with being in victim mode. And we have to honor that and not stress ourselves out trying to get them to see anything except us just focusing on showing up in our healing space we're doing the work we're dynamic our life is changing opportunities are coming up if they see that and they're open and they're ready then we share it if not the best thing that we can do is just keep moving forward you know yeah that's the best thing we can do yes and now that we move to this dynamic life how does this dynamic life looks like in in motion let's say oh my gosh <laughs> it just it brings a huge smile to my face because it's it's a it's a vibration it's a vibe where you are enjoying the journey that of whatever life brings you know you wake up you're excited you know there was a saying about um whatever your um passion is would you do it for free you know, are you waking up in the morning, jumping out of bed like, yes, this is something that I am doing. I'm excited about it. If you don't have that excitement, then you may want to rethink, you know, what that particular genius is that we were talking about before. Um, setting goals and motivate yourself while at the same time, you're still learning new things about yourself. Remember, everything is changing. There are no uh, stagnation as far as uh, a dynamic life. The word dynamic itself is just the peaks and valleys uh valleys moving up and down and flowing um seeking out challenges instead of turning our back on them and again falling into the victim mode the victim shadow right <laughs> you know just realizing that hey like for myself with uh fitness i love challenging uh, fitness yeah. routines and uh different uh, competitions because it's exciting to train for that you know to put my mind and focus on you know what am i going to eat how much do i need to sleep how do i recover it also looks like sticking with your hobbies. What do you like to do? You know, if you're not doing those things, well, then what are you doing in place of the hobbies that you have? Because that gives you life. That lets those, you know, uh, feel-good hormones come into play in your body where you're feeling even better and you want to do more things to make you happy. Facing your fears. You know, I jumped out of an airplane um, over the summer. And I mean, if that's not facing the fear, I don't know what is, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, facing your fear, like things that you just have not done or, you know, for either it's fear or just something that needs to be on your bucket list, do those things, start checking off that list, create, first of all, a bucket list if you don't have one. As I mentioned before, being physical, you have to move everything, that's, that's a, a universal law about everything that's living, being in motion. If you're stagnant, if you're on the couch, if you're not moving, then your life is going to be very dull and very slow and very low. So you have to move, even when you don't feel like it, move, take a walk, you know, that gets into your environment, your community. Who are you surrounding yourself with? How do you expect to be in a dynamic life when the people and circumstances that you are in are super low as well? You can't burst out of that. You can't break through if the people are just kind of mirroring, you know, where you are, which is low and slow and depressed and dejected and invictible. You have to change your environment, change your circumstances and your circles. Um, having high expectations. Now, not to the point where um, some would say that you're setting yourself up for failure, which isn't a real word either. But if you have high expectations, there's that saying, you know, if you're shooting for the, you know, the moon, you'll land amongst the stars. You know, so you set them high and then each time you jump, you jump, you'll get higher and higher. You're learning along the way because it is dynamic. You've got these lessons that you're learning, you're implementing them. So the next time you jump, you're going to get higher. Then the next time you jump, then you're going to get higher. So that's what I would say. <laughs> Remaining curious, you know, about life and what it has to offer. Well, if that is not appealing for people, <laughs> I don't think... <laughs> They are ready. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you on the flip side. You know, if that yeah. if, if yeah. this doesn't, you know, get your attention, then there's nothing yeah. we can do but do these things here and we'll see you, hopefully. You know? Yes, that that is <laughs> that is and, and I agree completely with everything. 
because I also have this kind of competitions in terms of fitness. Mm -hmm. I just had uh, two weeks ago uh, um, a triathlon. Oh, wow. And where every, more or less every three months, there is okay. a in the gym that I go and I I won. So oh, you did. I, I just, I just put my you. mind into that and I, and I just said, <laughs> I'm going to win. And I, and I picture my daughter uh -huh. listening that I won because mm -hmm. her face is just what drives my energy. Okay. Many times okay. Now. Now Wonderful. it is that, and also I'm competing with myself. I mean, I won, but I I was measuring my time. Right. I was measuring the, the the things that I did, and if I'm improving each year, at least in one second or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. That, you against you. Yeah, it's you against you, and and it's just amazing how your your body responds when you treat it with honor and respect also by doing those kind of uh, challenges exactly. because as, as you mentioned if you don't have something to to look for then just the energy start getting down down yeah, down, 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 you, down you are just turning the tv and watching something right right and you said something very important you know gratitude that's another big thing when we talk about a dynamic life, just having gratitude for everything, even things that seem to be challenging or you didn't quite hit the goal when you said it. Be thankful for what you learned along the way, because it, it's a journey. You know, everything is a journey. You just don't wake up one day and then you're right exactly where you want to be. It takes time. You're learning yourself along the way. You know, we, that's why I have like three different books that I, I write in you know, every single day. And, and I get excited. I know it's kind of corny, but <laughs> like, no, I'm telling you, like I have like three of these and I'm excited because now I need to get another one because I'm almost done. And they're called, that book is called Daily Insights. So if I'm mm -hmm. having meetings or things that come to me, I'm writing it down, writing it down. And, and I get a chance to see, this is where I was thinking. These are the ideas that came through on this day. Now, how much of those did I implement? If not, why and when, you know? So this is getting into dynamic living. Yeah. Love, love that because <laughs> it is that it, it is those ideas and those ideas are uh, prime and are move faster when you are just either speaking with someone that shares that energy or when you are doing something like any kind of physical challenge or mental challenge or even a spiritual challenge of course it is that energy that is moving that awakens the, the part of your brain that is the prefrontal cortex and starts moving the, the faster the ideas and connecting dots and saying you can do more and you can yes. give more and those are the ideas that you have to really write down because if not they just pass and right. That, right. that's it no right Right. It's, it's so true. And, and, and those are the things that we say that you live for. Those are the, the ideas that was that remaining curious that I was talking about, you know, uh, what would my life look like if I implemented this idea? You know, sometimes, you know, we have these goals of how we want to live our lives and we don't realize that, you know, the universe is not going to necessarily hand you the perfect picture of what it is that's in your mind. The universe may hand you um, an idea that will get you there. So it's like you have to kind of, you know, write down and track ideas and dreams and, and other ways that information comes in. And that's where all of that intuition comes in. You know, am I seeing something? Am I having a vision about something? What was that dream that I had? What are the, what are the numbers, the repeating number uh, that I saw yesterday? What meaning does that have? And it's just all about being aware of yourself and in your life. And if you want change, just know that we are co-creators with the universe. The universe is not trying to keep it from us. That gets into the victim mindset, you know, gets into that shadow when it's like, oh, it's not my fault and I just can't do this. And, you know, if, if that's where people choose to be, that's unfortunate. But the reality is, is that we're co-creators with this universal life force energy with this Reiki, which is why I love it so much because we are one with that. And what we're doing is just entangling, entangling, entangling. What is it that I want? Entangling. And like, I love what you said. You visualize your daughter's face. You know, visualization, that is really uh, an awesome way to bring forth, you know, your ideas into, into your reality is visualizing them. 
you know, yes. so you're putting that, putting out that light uh, from your brain, putting out that light energy, and it's creating, you know, that circumstance, that reality. And so, and you won. You know, I have several, you know, examples of that in my life where I visualized something and I, I would hear it. Everything was just like a, like a movie. It was very clear. And it happened the exact way that I said it, you know, and everybody can do it. I love how you said that. We all have that yeah. in us. We all have that ability, but we have to, you know, address these shadows. We have to, you know, get these Reiki sessions that we need to help because it's going to be difficult. It's, this is not easy. You're going to have to get some help. I had to get some help. I wasn't born a Reiki master. I had to go through these things and these trials and I had to, you know, hear and be reminded of Reiki. Go find a Reiki master teacher to teach me. So it's a cycle. You know, but only if you want to do better. If you don't, then of course there's there's that. But if you do, <laughs> then you're gonna yeah. have to move. Exactly. Yeah, I really, really um, love the way this conversation has been moving. Also, <laughs> because we are moving that shadow self into the dynamic life right. now. That's right. Transition it. Yes, and I mean the the vision. The vision is so important. I and I think that we can live uh, and summarize and wrap up uh, the topic with this mm -hmm. visualization process that many people have to start doing. And it is just imagining if you cannot imagine the whole picture, at least imagine something that you want to happen in the next event meeting um interview whatever it is that you are having in your life any kind of challenge that you are having try to picture yourself doing the best you can and tell us your comments about what you did and about the challenge that you faced and and we will just prove that the energy is there and the exactly. energy is in our favor every time we just like to listen and recording those events is really amazing because i i also write many things that i want to happen and i have also several notebooks everywhere in my in my house and many of them are just uh, with this visualization process of whatever it is that i was living from 10 years or more behind and I sometimes find them and I start reading and I say, wow, this was just like I wrote it. It was just amazing because yeah. the salary, the vacations, the, the position that I wanted, mm -hmm. or sometimes even a girlfriend that mm -hmm. I wanted in those exactly. times. Exactly. Yeah. Presented in my life just mm -hmm. the way I I described her. Intended. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So it is. Mm -hmm something that we can create it is not the secret mm -hmm. it is not just being in the couch and wishing no it is no a lot of moving right. moving, moving yes. the energy no. exactly exactly i agree with that yeah so yeah. how could you summarize for people or recommend for people what can they do to to start uh, navigating this sh this shadow self and arriving into the dynamic life? Wonderful, wonderful question. So the first thing that uh, a person would need to do is to be aware of their shadow self. You know, this isn't something that we were taught in school. You know, when we were growing up, I'm sure this is not, you know, as you're on the playground and, you know, in second and third grade, you're learning about the shadow self, not at all. So we need to be aware of the shadow self. Uh, there are activities that one can do such as writing down those aspects of the self that they would want to keep hidden. If there's anything that someone is struggling with, uh, you know, shame, guilt, you know, self-doubt, any sort of repressed desires or, um, you know, behaviors that are, are looked at as shameful, write down those things that you wouldn't necessarily share. Like on a date, for example, you would kind of keep that kind of hidden. That's the shadow. Those are shadow aspects. So making a list of those. And then when you look at those uh, things on the list, you try to go back to when did I first develop it? You're gonna have to take your time, do it one at a time and really go back. And it's gonna have its roots in childhood. 
That's just the way that it is. It's going to have its roots in childhood. And you're going to probably need to, to get some help with that. Like I said, you know, Reiki is a great tool to help lift that heaviness. Um, and then there's different um, programs that you can join. I have a signature program that I'm launching on Friday called Soul Worth It. Uh, we're going to be delving into aspects of the self because you're going to need some support because it's not going to be an easy, fun sort of experience. You're going to want to have some support of people who are also along that journey. So you're going to want to have people who are who can support you, who can hold space for you as you're going through your list and pinpointing what age was I? Was there an experience that happened to me or that repeatedly happened to me that caused me to have this shadow? And so you're going to have to get a notebook, maybe call it the shadow notebook, but make sure that you are, you can write these things down. And, and I've learned that, that it helps to write things down versus having them in your phone. I know we carry our phones with us all the time, but when you take the time and you have that pen and you have that notebook and you're writing, there is some kind of synergy that happens with your brain and with your body and your fingers and, and just sort of, if you will, spelling, if you will, um, an intention that's happening when you're writing things down. So if you're writing things down in the shadow notebook, you're intending to address them versus typing, you know, not having that connection with like organic materials. So, you know, once you have your community where you are, you know, uh, you have that support that you need, then you're finding ways to merge that shadow self. So yes, there's going to be some sad moments, there are going to be some tears, there's going to be maybe some anger, there's going to be stages of healing. Um, but with that, when you come out on the other side, there's going to be that diamond, that diamond dynamic life that we talked about, you know, being able to um, embrace yourself, not shaming the shadow, understanding that you are perfect the way that you are. And I talk about being enough a lot enough. You are exquisite. You know, you are notable. You are one of a kind, unmatched genius. There's a genius in you that is not in anyone else. You know, there is no such thing as competition. That's an illusion. You know, you are a hero because there's you're the only one. There will never be another one like you. You're a hero. You're a superhero. <laughs> so when you come out on the other side of, of doing that shadow work, you're realizing all of these things. And as we had alluded to before, the best thing that you can do is now that that shadow has been merged with your personality of who you are and who you desire to be, shine bright shine bright, help other people who are around you who also want to go on that journey. But, you know, for some reason are, you know, in a mode of, of being embarrassed or feel like they can't do it, you know, write a book about your experience, start your own group and share, hey, I went from this to this. So it's just once you have, you know, completed that cycle. And, and again, this is not a one and done sort of thing. This is not a two year program or, or any sort of, you know, finite timeline event, you will know when you have merged that shadow self with your personality, you will know when you can freely talk about things that you used to do or ways that you used to be that you have, you know, risen above. Now you will know that. And that is when people typically uh, write the books and, and do things on a larger level because they have mastered that, mastered themselves. Mm. Beautiful. Beautiful way to, to close this topic. And there is only just one question. How can people support you, Sulara, and where can they find you? Wow, thank you so much. And I'm sure that we're going to share the link, but I have a link tree and uh, it's Soul Reiki. And we're definitely going to have the link the way that I have it spelled. And on that particular link, you'll be able to find all of my social media platforms. You'll be able to uh, book sessions with me. You'll be able to find out different events that I have coming up and different uh, appearances that I'll be making, such as this particular wonderful opportunity. So you'll be able to keep up with me. So it's my link tree link. It's Soul Reiki. Reiki, and so we'll have that for you so that you'll be able to connect with me. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Sulara, for this amazing talk and this topic that is really right in place, I think. Now that we come from a shadow of three years almost, that <laughs> we had this pandemic state everywhere. This is the perfect time to, to embrace that shadow and start moving the energy into a new place because we want a different world and we want different generations. And that's what it is all about. This podcast is made for people that want to cultivate a new generation of humans, a new generation of energy that we are supposed to be 
higher in an order of evolution. So we have to prove that we are higher and vibrating. So that is something that I would love for people to connect with you and, and encourage anyone to ask questions, to give us reactions mm -hmm. and to get in touch with any of us so that we can help you in what you need. And we will listen to each other in our next episode. Thank you everyone for connecting and have an amazing day. Thank, Thank you for you, having Sarah. me. Thank, Thank you, you, David. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode and be part of a different community that is designed for conscious people who are interested in taking care of their health and discovering their inner power, helping to create a new generation of humans. If you want more tools to grow your inner health with science and spirituality, visit www.davidortegab.com where you can find online deep programs, shorter courses for your company or a group of individuals, and receive personalized support in private consultations to balance the five pillars of your inner health.